good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Hey everyone, we are coming to you live from Austin, Texas, right after viewing the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. Do you know that we met here at 12? It's 5.16 Yeah, <laughs> Because oh, it's, it's four hours long. long. Yeah. The show itself was four six. hours long. No. The actual show at the ceremony was six, six hours. hours long, so they did a big two-hour yeah. edit. I, I think they did a pretty good job. LA has editing. a lot to live up to. Taylor Hawkins was ten, six hours, 10 hours, 15, I don't know how many, <laughs> six hours. And uh, the Rock Hall was six hours. That's awesome. And we have some special guests today. Yes, we do. Say yeah, hi, y'all. Hi. Hi. <laughs> and they were in LA, too. Yeah. And then you might recognize from a previous episode. Yes. Before we get into the show itself, we obviously need to talk about um, what happened out of the gate. Let me um, grab the Kleenex. First of all, before we even start talking about that, myself and Jody, um, I found out very, very late. I mean, like a.m. Saturday morning late. Be a part of the stage fans were actually on the stage and I had a plus one. It was decided amongst the group that Jody would be my plus one on the stage. So we had a different perspective um, throughout the show, and, and uh, we'll, we'll talk, we'll get into that as well. So we actually didn't get to see a lot of people because we didn't get to sit in our original seats. Or we take actually pictures. Have, or take pictures. Our phones were locked up. But I think that we both agree that we would both, we wouldn't trade our experience, the experience that we had from the stage um, perspective. I and wouldn't point trade of view. looking at Janet Jackson's butt for anything. That's <laughs> Awesome. She was snatched. <laughs> she looks fantastic. Um, I, was, I tell everybody, I saw everybody's butt. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> and the top of their heads. And, yeah. the, and the top of their heads, yeah. apparently. She yes. Yeah. She looked incredible. Um, but, you know, all of the guests were incredible. And we had the perspective of being able to, we were far enough back on the stage where we could look over the side of the stage, if that makes any sense, the side of the bleacher seat. And we had the opportunity to look down onto the special guest before they came out onto the floor. And it just so happened that um, Duran happened to be uh, mic'd up on our side of the stage. So we were actually able to, and shout out to the lovely couple that was sitting <laughs> next to us who let us basically sit and sprawl in their lap over, over their literally, lap. literally, but the guy pulled us in. Yes, he, <laughs> he pulled come me on, in. I was literally on the stranger's lap over the rail looking at the guys get mic'd up. And screaming. Hey, and, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> not screaming that way. Well, Jody was. <laughs> I was you. not. Hey, you. Hey, yeah. Hey. But um, we were definitely, when they came off stage, we were just like, we love you. Congratulations. Um, they didn't look up at, at, at any point. Um, but we were able to <laughs> see. Look at them all up there. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy stands so in that, the stands. We had that perspective, but um, we do not have any photos from that perspective because our phones were locked up in the uh, the, the pouches that they hand out, um, so we could not take pictures. Um, so that was the only bummer of that experience. But before we get into the performances of the night, and they were some fantastic performances. Okay, before we get into, and I'm trying not to choke up already, before we get into, hours. yes, we've had some sangria mimosas. And goodness, when Robert Downey Jr. came out, and this is my this is my opinion, and I love Robert Downey Jr. I I love Robert Downey Jr. I my heart kind of sank before it sank even further for obvious reasons. I was looking around for Niall. Those of you who follow the podcast and follow the podcast page know that we thought that Niall Rogers was the only choice to induct um to induct the band so when i saw robert downey jr i looked at jody and i'm like okay so okay so where's what's, niall what's he doing here <laughs> yeah. well that no it's fine that robert downey jr is here but okay so where's niall but i didn't even realize he was inducting duran duran yeah until he said duran duran so right like, what's robert downey doing here cool nice to see him <laughs> yes well i mean and, and some of us had, didn't know it was him at first because i thought had it was like part yeah <laughs> he shaved his head I, I yeah immediately 
for a part. Um, I thought he was just the main host for the whole show. Oh, yeah, <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Just like all of a sudden, Robert Downey Jr. is there and he's talking and he's saying all these things. And all of a sudden, I see Duran Duran images on the screen right. when, the, when we were able to see some screen images. And keep going. You've got more of an opinion on that. Well, I know I was like, okay, this is great, but where's Niall? Yeah. And I think even when he was inducting <laughs> I was still looking at you, but where's Niall? Okay, and then, like, I'm pretty sure, like, after they performed, I'm like, okay, that's great, but where's, where's Niall? <laughs> so Niall was so in was, the video. He was uh, in the video that y'all couldn't see. He was in the see. intro video, and that does, um, his part does appear in the opening uh, montage uh, before the band was forming. I was disappointed. I was disappointed because I just felt that, like, Niall was the only person. And it never entered my mind, personally, that it would be anybody else. It just never did. And that's just the honest truth. Um, And no disrespect to Robert, Mm -hmm. but I think that for this big of an honor, I think that Niall brought, would have brought a truly unique perspective, um, to, in, in connection to the introduction that, uh, that Robert wasn't able to, because Robert was speaking more as a fan, if that makes sense. And not that Niall isn't a fan of the band, but he just has a different perspective that only he can have. And it also almost lends itself to how not seriously this band was, has been taken in the industry. And talking about, you know, the, the, um, the birthday party and throwing the bra on the stage. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. But I think if it, it would have been another musician, that would have been so much better. And I love Robert Downey Jr. as well. I've been a fan of his since day one. I, I even was on his side and rooting for him when he was, you know, kind of going through the issues he was going through. And I love him. I love him. I adore him. But this was a miss. This was a big time miss. I mean, even Mark Ronson would have been fine. Or Jane Fonda. Or Jane Fonda. We were just talking about that. Like Jane Fonda would have been amazing. It was just like, wait, really? Is this, is this really about to happen? So it was just, that that was a miss. That was a big miss. I agree. I think it definitely should have been Nile uh, as well. That goes without saying. And I agree 100% with everything you said, Steph. It's just, it, it was a letdown. I, and he didn't even say, it is my honor to induct Duran Duran into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He didn't say anything like that. He just sort of, Duran Duran, you know, and then they came on stage or whatever. Like everybody else, you heard that, like, like making it official. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, whatever. He didn't say anything like that. And it just, it just, it was just a big miss. It was a big miss. I, I thought it was Michael Sight when he walked out on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is Michael Sight doing here? And who is he inducting? What? Um, I think it was at that moment when I realized that he was inducting Verindra and that I, I literally detached from myself. And I've said this a lot lately, like there have been things that happened lately where I just sort of become a different person. And I just remember watching but not being there. And when I realized that he was inducting Duran Duran, I was like, but wait, this isn't right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, 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 I was just like, what is he? He's wearing this green suit, and he doesn't look like himself. And He didn't even get the name of a song right. No, I he mean, said celebration. Said celebration. Of anniversary. Right. Oh, yeah. Um, to what extent do you think the band had a role in selecting who inducted them? It's my understanding the Rock Hall does not care about the band's input. In and the case. talent asks the person they want. Because that's what, when we heard the interview with Jimmy Jam, they approached Janet. They didn't say who it was, but they contacted that the person they wanted to do it. So, so someone in, someone someone in the organization reached out to him. So someone there and is I am, friends with him. And so. I imagine they, they know... It's not like they, it's going to be a surprise. So I don't know if a band feels strongly enough, they could probably change it. But and I don't to know. everybody's credit, I will say we don't know what everybody's schedule was, and we don't know. I know that Niall was at an event, I believe, in Miami, and I I don't know these the circumstances, and we're not we don't have insider information as to know how all of this truly works. Um, so we don't know you know, what happened, who was asked, who wasn't asked, who could make it, who couldn't make it. Um, it's just how we personally a little let down. Um, as we now know, that wasn't even the biggest, that may have been a precursor <laughs> to what was actually going to happen That's a little, thinking, like a few like, minutes later. Like, how I, like, 
mentally detached from the situation. I don't know if I was mentally preparing myself for the fact that I don't see Andy sitting out mm-hmm. here. I don't see Tracy sitting at the table. And if Andy was supposed to be there, Tracy at least would be there, you know? So I was starting to recognize some signs, even though I didn't want to admit that that's what was happening. And, we, and I'll say that Jody says Tracy, uh, for those of you yeah. don't, who don't know, is Andy's wife. At the seat that we had on stage, we had a front line view to everything that was happening in the front in the front row in the front tables. So everybody was in direct view, so we could see everything going on at that. All the nominees were on the tables um, on the aisle closest to the stage, so we had a direct view of what was happening at the Duran Duran table. And Dave Grohl. And Dave Grohl. <laughs> and Rob Halford. And, and Lenny Kravitz. And, and Pink. Pink. <laughs> and Lytle Ritchie. And we had a great seat from that perspective. Yeah, yeah. I think it was a different perspective. For yeah, for sure. And then um, Duran Duran came out. How did everybody feel about the performance? So, as those of us in the room saw, Duran Duran starts, and all we hear is Simon. <laughs> Well, and the, the drums. And the drums. And the, yeah, yeah. Like, okay, I wondered about that because yes, I didn't know if you So hear... in the room, even when the guy from the Rock Hall came out, his sound was bad. Oh, and we were like, we okay. can't hear that guy. We can't hear him. So then they introduced Duran, and we could hear Simon the drums, and we could hear a little bit of the girls. And we're like, what is going on? And they, they did a, like a minute at oh, least of the song. They were into the song. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, everybody in the audience Roger is stopped. just like, yeah. And everybody's like, what's wrong? What's going on? Even and then, through Simon off, he kind of flubbed that first lyric. Yeah, because he was like, something was, was like, oh, yeah. He didn't go back and stuff. Yeah. So that happened. And then they had to go reset stuff in the back. Um, this was the Rock Hall's tech crew yeah. was in charge of everything. The bands, all the bands, all the eventual talent, it was not their tech. It was the tech of the actual production and the TV show. And then Simon did. I thought he handled it well when he, he said, at least, you know, we're not lip syncing up here. <laughs> so, making sure you know. know. <laughs> so then they restarted. And it got going, but it, I, you know, I think we all felt it was kind of with the false start. It felt a little bit of a letdown there, even because we want, you know, they came out with such great energy and out of the gate. And then all of a sudden it was like, and that was what, that's what really bothered me because it was like, there was so much leading up to this and we've talked about this for many years and we're obviously huge fans. And this was like the pinnacle. This was like the moment Robert Downey Jr. comes out and introduces them. You mean Michael Sack? <laughs> yeah. That's that's like, you know, kind of the... I hope uh, Robert Downey Jr. doesn't listen to that. He's, he's the one Michael person Sykes. I hope doesn't listen yeah. to that. I hope he's a fan of Michael but here's the thing: we love Robert Downey Jr. We do. It, was just, it wasn't. It just was. This was misplaced. It was just misplaced. And then the sound thing win. happened, and I was like, "Are you?" kidding me right now I was so so angry I was so mad I was like how how could you do this to this band to this band right now who I I mean this was their moment this is every single artist that was there this is their moment you rehearse for a reason you run through all these things for a reason these are human beings I understand people make mistakes but man that was really really bad in and a room full of rock and rollers too I mean I, I'm going to say this once and you'll probably hear me say it 14 more times my eyes were fixed on Dave Grohl and I saw his face fall really whenever they had to stop because he's like ooh this is a room full of rock and rollers and Duran Duran just fucked up you know I mean yeah. I, I and it wasn't ugh. them that's no, the it thing wasn't them. it wasn't them and and that's that's just what drives me mad because because of what I was just saying earlier because of they were just a bunch of pretty boys that had a bunch of girl you know teenage girls that were screaming and stuff and yes that there's there's a component of that but this was a, this is a talented group of of artists of musicians and it's just oh it, yeah, it was frustrating it was really really frustrating good looking and fashionable yeah right yes. I, mean, I will say with movie magic 
the edited version we saw right now on HBO starts off with a bang. Girls so on film, girls on film, it. perfect. Yeah. So you know, for you know, the memory going forward and the millions of people that didn't see it live, <laughs> they're going to see it, and I feel like it starts out really well. Yeah. So in that yeah. sense, at least they made up with it with the edits and with the actual. I mean, they were never going to put that. On. No, <laughs> I mean, no. no way. I mean, that, that's. Did we have a similar happen. situation at ACL when they were taping though? Did at some point did they have to stop and redo something? No, they didn't stop so. and redo Listen. something. They Simon started singing the wrong song. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so John was like, oh, wait, no, but that, that but that is <laughs> common at ACL. So a lot no, of times, people common. at ACL, right. that's normal. Right. People right. that go, no, they redo they songs sometimes, or they fix right. it later. Yeah. But yeah, this was just the letdown of like, it was what a, just te- happened? It was a technical difficulty. A technical it wasn't difficulty. A and I'm thinking the whole time in this room, why is this happening in this room? At all this these moment. People at watching. this moment. Yeah. Okay, so then... Bruce freaking Springsteen was sitting there watching this. So then everybody got everything plugged in right and all the buttons <laughs> done correctly. I thought, and I all thought of thought this. Matt with his hands on his hips. Like, what'd you do? Yeah. <laughs> so it got all fixed. Then we got three songs, abbreviated versions of the songs. Yeah, which was good. So we got Girls on Film, Hungry Like the Wolf, an ordinary world with the video, with the ordinary world video, like um, projection, projection stuff. Yeah. Oh, did like, you notice that? Oh, the little statue people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. they brought and they brought. The, I'm like, what video? There was not the music video. No. And I can't. I never know. In my brain, <laughs> there was like I was watching the video. Yeah. <laughs> In my brain, I remember the blue and yellow, like for Ukraine. Was that? Yeah. Happening? No. 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 Blue and yellow. Okay. But they did bring strings out. Yes, ordinary the world were too. Awesome. And we had kind of guessed those songs, anyways, especially with when we thought the guitar player. We knew Hungry and the Ordinary World. It was the third one that it we was, weren't sure. Girls on film. I was. I was kind of. Yes, we didn't know what that third film. song would be when we thought our other guitar players would be there. Yes, because Warren fit Ordinary World. Yes. Obviously, that was a given. That no was a given. What. Hungry for was Andy. definitely an Andy. Yep. But then I guess I thought maybe they would do a Dom song, although they didn't really. No. Mention. I mean, Roger mentioned Dom, but it didn't show up in the video. No. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Niall had been there, maybe it would have been a Niall song. No, Tori. Tori. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. Or pressure off, but probably notorious. And one good thing about the HBO version we just saw the sounds. This it was a great sound quality. So uh, you know, so the performance looks great, y'all, on HBO. When they started up again, the performance I think went well, and they went through the performance, and then they go to take and they go to take their bows and their thank yous. Is this new sound quality thing a thing? Because the Dolby uh, video stuff for the movie is great sound quality and this is so good has it not been good up until now are we just noticing this what's what's the difference i don't think we go to we don't go to the rock and roll we i've never been to the microsoft theater so. well me neither so but i mean I like i think it just depends on the i think it just depends on the venue but i think i think part of the sound quality is we're used to hearing them live with the sound live and we are in the front with the live sound well, I was gonna say, we're it's also a little bit it's a little, it's little bit more good. distorted right. so right. when we're hearing them live playing live we're gonna get a different mix than we see these pre-recorded well recorded mixes that we're getting I think that's where we're noticing it so I will say when I was at Fort Worth about 13 rows yes, you back, have to be it back sounded it sounds really so much good better. yeah yeah so yeah yeah I know it's always yeah. gonna sound different when you're closer to the stage than when you're further back yeah so they came, came Robert stage. handed Simon the trophy. Did he? Yes. Okay. We just saw that. I just watched it. And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. And Simon took the mic. Simon he was first. Yeah. Do y'all want me to talk about this? Because I don't know that I can. Um, I wrote on my notes earlier, I don't know how Simon made it through Ordinary World knowing what he knows. Um, and I actually said that out loud. Stephanie and I were sitting in a spot that privileged us to, I can't do it. I can't talk about it. Okay. I don't know what to do it. That privileged us to the the prompter, the teleprompter. And I could see what Simon was going to say before he said it. And when he said it, I was reading the words out loud and it screamed. <laughs> Stephanie, you're going to have to follow me up here. Oh, no! Yeah. <laughs> as um, loudly as, I don't know what, I just, and it, at, there yeah. was no stopping this moment. And at that time... Well, first of all, we could see the pro- we could see the teleprompter, as Jody said, um, and I made the decision that I did not want to look at the teleprompter. So I did not know what was coming when when Simon said it. When Jody's just all I heard was Jody say, "I oh no," really loudly, and I promise you, it sounded like it. It felt like your voice was the only voice 
in the room when that happened. And I think I just went into the sounds. I don't know how else to say it. I just went into defense mode and I immediately grabbed you. You started taking care of me. Yeah, I just immediately just grabbed you and hugged you and was hugging you. And I think I just kind of went numb. I was and I didn't sobbing. Really, yeah, it's like I was just consoling you, and I just wasn't necessarily processing what was happening. And I think that even as he said it, and I heard so it Jody, all. Did you see the C word? I saw metatastic yeah. cancer, stage four metatastic cancer, prostate cancer. Her response, Jody's response, was the next thing I heard, and then it just. I immediately grabbed her and was consoling her. And I don't think it really, it didn't hit me. And even like throughout the night when I saw you and I saw all of our friends afterwards, like I'm like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I think I woke up the next morning and I asked the girls, okay, so what does this really mean? Because I just like went numb to the situation and we started talking about what that means and what each stage means and and I still was like okay like I don't I I think that this week is the first week and it's two weeks later where I'm starting to think well maybe Andy's not going to be around so much longer and it wasn't until I was listening to Wush and we actually put that on our podcast page of what Simon had to say. And when Simon said it, like that we don't know if Andy will be with us much, much longer, longer is when it really, really hit me. And I still don't, I don't even want to imagine. I still, I don't even want to think about it still. I think I'm just in work mode now. We're back. I don't really, I don't, I'm just, I'm just fumbling for words right now. I don't someone really. Someone mentioned, I don't even know who it was, but someone mentioned, what do we, what do people do when someone in their lives, like one of their favorite rock stars goes, what are we going to do when one of our guys is gone? And it just so fucking happens to be fucking Andy. Come on, man. I can't even handle the idea that this poor guy has been trying to bust his ass over in Ibiza for years. He's longed for this credibility and his, you know, spot in this rock and roll world. And he's done it for years. And here we are about to mourn the death of Andy fucking Taylor because of cancer. Come on. I'm, I'm like beside myself with this. It's obviously I can't even talk about it much, but that Simon started the whole six hours with this announcement put my focus elsewhere. I was already outside of myself. I was already sort of like, okay, I don't see him on stage. I don't see Tracy in the crowd. Obviously, Niall's not here. Something's missing. I already thought that maybe something there was wrong with Andy because he's not been as active socially as he had been before he was touring with reef over the summer and all of a sudden he stopped and obviously now everything makes sense but i looked at dave grohl who was sitting on the floor right in front of us and dave has lost his mom and another one of his best friends recently and i just looked at him and i thought if he could sit here and do this i can sit here and do this so i made it through the six hours and i tried to enjoy myself but in the back of my mind, all that I could think of was, we're about to lose our guy. We're about to lose our man. He's the guy who made this man famous in this country. If it wasn't for his guitar and Hunger Like the Wolf, nobody would have ever heard of this man. So uh, I think he deserves more credit than anybody ever thought about giving him. I will never forget what Deanna said to me as we got together after the show. She's like, what the fuck, Jody? <laughs> <laughs> Because I, yeah, I, I, I was, I was there too. It was, I was outside of myself already with kind of the one-two situation that we just talked about. And then that was like a gut punch and I couldn't, I, I was crying already because I was so happy. And so I was just thinking, okay, I'm, I'm going to put these things aside and the, we're here, the band's here, they're about to get inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I just, the emotions were already there. And then I, I, it, I just kind of shut down. And, and, and the, you, you heard the collective gasp and you, you hear it in, in, on the show, on the replay. And I mean, we all did that. And, and then. <laughs> did you hear me scream? No, <laughs> no I didn't hear we it. Didn't, we heard the gasp. We heard the gasp. And, and, I'm joking. and like, it just, 
oh my gosh, it was just so surreal, so surreal. And and like you were saying, it was they were the first artists, and then there was you know more more to come. And there were other artists that meant so much to me, like Pat Benatar and Judas Priest and other artists that I had never seen live before. I was really looking forward to seeing and just all this whole experience. So I almost, it was almost like the band who talked mm -hmm. about sort of setting it aside for a moment to enjoy the moment, try to enjoy the moment as much as they could. I did the same thing. And when the night was over, then it just flooded me. And that's where I was just like, what the, what, the what just happened? Like what? Everybody was just sort of like the walking dead. And I couldn't, I couldn't, I can't even put into words just the processing of it all. And it just, the, and then the emotions just came and, and I, I, I can't even, I don't know. I, and I don't want to make this about me, but I've, I've had a lot of loss in this year. I've had a lot of loss this year. And oh my gosh, this is just... This was supposed to be our thing that helped us feel better. It was. Yeah. It was. And um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's just, it's it's hard. It's hard to, I, it, I, I can't, I told, my husband and I have been talking about this throughout the year that it's like, I, I can't, I don't know how much pain and loss I can take this year because there's been we've experienced uh, quite a bit and when I was talking about this it was just like I, I, I can't I can't I don't know I, I don't know I'm still I'm still processing it and still it, from it just kind of comes in waves like Friday I was I had dropped off my son from basketball practice and I had music on and I just had it on like shuffle it just was shuffling everything my entire my entire library and harvest for the world came on oh god oh god I haven't <laughs> even thought about that and I just lost it I was just in the car just driving home and and I was like oh my god Andy 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 no this can't not the little punk not the little punk <laughs> <laughs> the flaky bandit. Not the little punk. I, it just, it so it just it kind of comes and goes and 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 then I think I don't I don't want to wake up one morning and look at my phone yeah. and see yeah. Yeah. something. Yeah, I don't want that. I don't I don't I don't want that. But I know it's coming. I don't know when, but it's coming. And I I think though something that we had talked about was you know like I said we were all just sort of the Walking Dead of just trying to process and figure things out. But Durantes as a community, you know we've we come together for the love of this band, right? And so we can also come together to support one another and be there for each other and talk, cry, laugh, whatever. And so I think th this this forum, this little podcast that we do can can serve as that. Also just the connections that we have with mm -hmm. with our guests that we have here and and the larger community of people and it it's a it's a good like we're connected beyond the band. We're all very good friends too. So we can help each other through this and and be there for one another and that gives me some comfort, right? It just it gives me comfort. But um when somebody says you've got 40 years of the music, fuck that. Yeah. I need more. I'm sorry. I'm going to be selfish. I need more. It's not just 40 years of music. It's knowing that this person who has been that source of comfort for me since I was 10, 11 years old has to be around to continue that job. <laughs> <laughs> Even if he's not necessarily in the band, you know, performing with the band, just knowing that he's out there in the world performing music and doing what he loves to. I think we've we've mentioned that before in a previous podcast. I know there's a lot of stuff out there amongst the community about like, you know, who's better, Andy and or Warren or Dom or whoever. And I've always said, and I've always will say that everybody is important. Everybody contributes to this band. But I mean, at the end of the day, if you don't have Andy, you don't have Duran Duran. You don't have what you fell in love with this band for in the first place for. If so the whole if like a forty year fan. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand. I never understand the whole Andy Who thing. Yes, oh, I'm going gosh. there. Yeah. Right. Um, that never made sense to me at all because if you say you're a fan of the band, then how on earth would would you ever say Andy who like that makes no sense so I hope um, as another friend of ours had said in a, in a community post out there that I hope that all of that gets put to rest and put to bed um, because how could you be a fan and and think that and I'll just leave that at that <laughs>
That's all I'll say on that. It was a very surreal experience because we were so excited and all the Durannies were so excited. And like we kept, we were looking for Andy. We were actively thinking he had to be around the corner. I remember walking around yes. and you going, Andy Taylor, Andy looking Taylor, for Andy Taylor. Taylor. Like, Beetlejuice. Like we were Beetlejuice. Yes. I was like, Andy is, is here. Like we were so excited for that. And Warren, we wanted to see him too. So that was just a strange not only did we get this really tragic news, but it was like we were on this super high high and then this like extreme sorrow. And then like, I think like the girls are saying. And then you've got the rest of the show. Yes, but then you're like, I want to take advantage of this opportunity that we're here. So we can't sit in it right now. We have to kind of wait and come back to it later. And then we get all these surprises like Steven Tyler jumping on the stage. I mean, John Mellencamp and John. Yes. I mean, so these amazing things happen. And then afterwards, everybody's still like, everyone's minds are reeling and just you know it's it's some of the humanity there because I mean life is frail and life is fragile and even the in memoriam when we saw some of the people that we've loved musicians that we've lost this year including Taylor including Olivia including you know all of that it's you know the reality of that was kind of hitting I think us as a community that we had come together to really celebrate this amazing thing so it was just I don't know, was the expectation that yeah. maybe Andy and Warren would be there even harder yeah. to take? But personally, I, mean, I am... Was just, this news was yeah. not easy no matter what. No but, matter I mean, what. just the idea... I mean, we already talked about Robert Downey Jr. on the stage instead of Niall, and Dom's playing guitar and not Andy or Warren or whoever. <clears throat> like, did that make it even harder? Maybe. Personally, I'm glad because Andy couldn't be there for his really legitimate reason. I'm kind of glad Warren wasn't there just because let's just do it all or nothing. And I think it might have been even a little weirder if Dom had been there on the Andy songs and then Warren had stepped in. So to me, it was like, and I I had always thought even if Andy and Warren were in the building, Dom was going to be in the wings in case he had to, to step in anyway. So I think all along they had been warming him up and getting him, and he did a great he's job to step in anyway. and he's been playing them. Yeah, that's like he's So it's, it wasn't new, but yeah. I think everybody was just like, all of this is hitting us all at once. <laughs> and, you know, and a lot of the people in that room had no idea that the Durannies were going through this. And I ha- I will say, though, that even with the sort of the shock and just being outside of ourselves and it was the very first thing, just being there with all the artists and the music and everything, there was a little bit of levity and, and some comfort, I guess, because... and, the and the, between us. Right, and, and because the, the artists were saying this about music and Simon saying, you know, make people feel good about themselves and it brings people together and all of that. And I think at that moment... More more than anything mm-hmm. we needed that mm-hmm. and so that gave a little bit of comfort even though we were really numb and it, it didn't it just like I said afterwards it was just kind of like whoa this this wave that hit it was still I don't want to detract from the entire experience because it was still a really really incredible incredible experience with some really really ta- talented uh, musicians and before I move on our special guest do y'all have anything y'all want to add to this Part Daddy's of like it. making me cry even more. <laughs> well, I, I, I just hear you. I'll talk about this. I lost my dad three years. Mm. Cancer. And just realizing that cancer does not run from one to ten. Right. When we discovered my dad had cancer, he was stage four. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. A couple months later. So wow. The reality. Just, yeah. All right. My father had prostate cancer. Did he really? Yeah. Wow. And they caught it early enough, and he had treated. They had it. He treated. Yeah. It, got it out. It was like laser surgery. Mm-hmm. I had just had my first daughter. Mm. I had just given birth. And he, he didn't, like he knew, obviously, before, but didn't want to tell me because he didn't want to just, so, yeah. So I had just had my, my daughter, had just come home and told me and that he was going to have the surgery. And I, I he was like, don't worry. You don't need to come see me. It's okay. I know you're, you just had a baby. So, but think his, yeah. his was, his was early, but his was it early. sounds like Debbie yeah. wasn't. So just hearing all talk about this, it's just really hit home. Yeah. 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 But the beauty is hearing Stephanie that you were, you were there for Jody. Like to really, I mean, that's. I was know. crying in her, I was sobbing loudly in her lap. She had to go, shh, <laughs> to make me stop <laughs> sobbing so loudly. Because the guys were still standing there trying to give their speeches. Again, I could see all of their butts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> I couldn't stop. Bittersweet. Yeah. <laughs> that's not the understatement of the century. Like, but, like, I couldn't stop. I couldn't breathe. I couldn't. I mean, like, I haven't felt tears coming down my face yeah. that instantly without 
stopping myself in years. I know I don't even think I've ever like well, and this done is, this. Before. And this is the most that I've cried actually. I mean, I guess because I'm with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been a Yay, couple. Yeah, of... I'm glad you feel so comfortable <laughs> with that. But I just, I guess, again, just realizing that the whole stage of cancer, it's it's not zero to ten. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, um, but we don't know. Um, and I, I do want to add that I feel really guilty because I remember feeling so selfish, looking at the stage and not seeing Andy and not seeing Warren, and then going through the sets and and very proud of them, but just being gutted that neither one was there. Mm. And again, no disrespect to Don, to Don at all. I mean, he's he's been there longer. <laughs> But then hearing the reason why Andy wasn't there, and then just feeling so even more just gutted, and feeling so selfish as to thinking it was something different. something just as easy as a disagreement. Right, you right. Know, like right, a right. petty yeah. thing. Yeah, just yeah. a petty thing. And so now, many people try and to now make it wish, And you wish it would have been just something, a petty right. disagreement. Yeah. 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 Right. So um, that's where I'm just kind of off the side, just... <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Ben? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to put me on the spot. <laughs> so I, I certainly want to give a shout out to, to Dom. Uh, my understanding is, uh, I think he's he's posted this on, on social media, that he was very excited to be a part of this experience. and He was fangirling, fanboying all over right. Dolly. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I think he, he put 110% into... Uh, into this this event and, and being part of this, yeah, of yeah. course. So so credit to him as as has been commented on multiple times in this discussion. The Duran Duran that we know today doesn't exist with without Andy Taylor. And uh, yeah, I mean it's it's something that I've been giving a lot of thought uh, thought to since the announcement, and it it makes me realize you know it's not 1989, it's not 1993, it's not. 2005 it's not 2011 all of the members of this band are in their 60s now and unfortunately this is an an inevitability uh obviously to have it be something like cancer is uh is certainly not something that i don't want uh, him to suffer of of course yeah i mean it's Obviously, just a, a, a completely awful and terrible thing, but, you know, makes me realize, you know, we, we have the good fortune of this band having achieved this level of success, and we're so fortunate that they're active now. We get to see them. We got to see them last week. We got to see them in Las Vegas. We got to see them at the Hollywood Bowl. We got to varying degrees. I, I know some, uh, some were at some and some were others. Uh, they're they're going to be going to the UK next year. Certainly they'll be doing shows in the US. And it just it makes me think we just have to we have to seize the moment now and, and just yeah. enjoy uh, this band uh, to the extent that the ticket prices will, will let us. <laughs> <laughs> um, thanks thanks uh, to the Swifties for breaking Ticketmaster this week. So. Swifties have uh, even got the DOJ on right Yeah, now. they, they yeah. might help us out. <laughs> they got some gold. Uh, but, but yeah, just we need we need to to cherish this this time that we have because you know we may be lucky you know like rolling stones fans and and have you know duran duran playing for another 10 years that's what john says he wants right Mm -hmm. um although based on the last rolling stone show that i went to i don't know necessarily (laughs) oh come on no don't don't get me wrong don't get me wrong i I will go see the Rolling Stones any chance that I, I get to go see them just because of, of who they are. But they're they're definitely getting up there, and you know the the, the shows maybe are not the shows that they they once were. So I, I would definitely not want Duran Duran to get to that stage. But it, you know we we have ten years, maybe twenty years, and so we need to to take advantage of that time and just you know enjoy this band, enjoy our, our fandom, enjoy our brotherhood and sisterhood with, with one another mm-hmm. in uh, celebrating this band. And that's that's my takeaway from this. It uh, will be a, a sad day, as Deanna said. You know, we wake, we wake up that morning and there's uh, bad news on, on the phone. Um, but uh, hopefully knowing that information in advance will help us prepare for it and help us uh, be able to support each other when that day arrives. Yeah, my husband said to me, "You guys are lucky that you've had this band for so long," and I think that's pretty much what you just said. Yeah, because we lost John Lennon in eighty, eighty or eighty one, eighty. 80? Uh, you know, Keith Moon from the Who, whatever. You know, 
I, I, it's true. Stevie, Stevie it's Ray true. Wong. Stevie, yes. Um, but this is this is my band. Okay. <laughs> Personal. Yeah. You know, this is the band that saved me. You know, I think we all have a story like that. There's a whole reason we're still in this. Um, and yes, um, we have to rely on each other at this point. And John, who wants to be, you know, whoever's playing bass for the Rolling Stones now, I don't even know who that is anymore. It's not Ron Wood, is it? Uh, I believe Nathan. it was Daryl. It wasn't Daryl Jones. Not okay. Not well, even, either way, yes. John yes. wants to yes. be. He said in the, no, the we interview have these with Bernie. Computers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, oh, right. Call we had. Okay, so let's was it? circle back to the Rock Hall. Yes. So this was Simon's speech, pretty much. Yeah, that was Simon's that speech. That was Simon's yes. speech. Then John got up. Simon had to wallop us. And John, pretty much what they showed in the taping, he thanked their influences. So yeah. I thought that was really nice I think you're right. that he actually talked about the influences. Then Roger got up and talked very eloquently. And we know that he's not always wanted to be in the he front. Doesn't like to be he doesn't like to be in the focus, but he gave a really nice thank you speech and really acknowledged the family. And then it was his family, like everyone's family. Yes, right? the families. Yeah. And then at the very end, Nick. Well, and Roger actually didn't show it in the the broadcast, yeah. but Roger thanked he did think. Patty, yeah, Caddy, mm-hmm. and Wendy. Wendy, right? yeah. yes, thank yeah. you. So there were three people left out or like edited well, out. They of edited that a bunch show. of the speech, of course, too. yes. For time to get two hours out of that show, they had to edit yeah. some stuff down. Three, three. No, it almost was four. It was six hours when we were oh, in right, LA. Right. It was four hours now, so they got two hours up. I'm I'm gonna change my name to Natty. It sounds like maybe that's the, the Patty, easiest yeah. way Patty, to, Patty to have a, a yeah. Some sort of Addy. And then Nick finished up. Nick and, is polygamous. Oh yeah, Nick <laughs> yeah, is now professed. He's a he's a polygamous <laughs> with three men. <laughs> his three his he's three married, brother husbands. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and incestuous. Yeah. <laughs> but he this, thanked, this podcast took a lot. Yes, it did. Yeah, he, he thanked the fans. And Which I was very waiting for. Yes. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody. And that. he thanked us because of the fan vote and acknowledged yeah. that. So I'm glad they brought that the up. To, we won the fan we vote. The fan so that was the Duran Duran section of the show. <laughs> up until the finale when Simon came back out. But do we want to talk anything about the in-between between the Duran opener and the finale with Simon and Dolly? I wrote down some notes, and I just, I mean, just because they stuck out to me. Number one, the Taylor Hawkins tribute and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame were both six hours long, so I have spent at least 12 <laughs> hours enjoying the greatest times of my life in L.A. recently. Simon said, we make music that makes people happy. Duh. Um <laughs> Annie Lennox said, we spread love around the world, not hatred. And I think that was very um, topical for the evening. Rihanna about Eminem was talking about how he has so much music in his head, he just has to get it out, which I embellished that a little bit, but... Just the idea that Eminem was there, I I thought his set was really awesome. I think that Rihanna saying that was kind of the the nicest, most honorable thing she could say about him because he has so many stories to tell or so many things he wants to say. And he said, Eminem said, I'm so in love with this art form. And like Nick said at the end of his speech, or maybe at the beginning of his speech, everyone in this room is a fan of music. I took that as I'm so in love with this art form is I'm so in love with music. I'm so in love with doing this. Lionel, Lionel Richie said the same, Lionel Richie, same thing. I, I didn't even write down any of Lionel's stuff because if you haven't watched Lionel Richie's speech, please do because yes. it was perfect. Also, Eminem's speech was success has many fathers and these were my teachers. He alphabetized his list of influences. Go through which them all right was now. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> word for word. <laughs> I can't remember no, what that's the A. <laughs> that's okay. He started Beastie with two Boys. live crew. Yes. He started with because it was well, number two. Yes, yes. <laughs> I remember I remember Beastie Boys, I remember KRS one, I remember yes. Chuck D and Public Enemy. I remember all these people that I have listened to and others that I was like, who the heck is he talking and about? And then when we saw it on HBO, could you see his big packet of papers or did they yeah, yeah, yeah. that he was like flipping through yes, reading? He his had like handouts? multiple papers stapled yes. together that he just kept yeah, flipping over flipping. the pages. Yes. Yes. Yes, yeah. He'd mm-hmm. handwritten his list of influences that he wanted to yeah. I felt 
I felt a kinship with Eminem at that moment. And I don't know if anybody else in the room did, but he literally named the people who made him who he is. And we were there to celebrate the people who, I, I mentioned to my husband today, this band has been kind of the band that I've lived my life around. Mm -hmm. So to me, Eminem's list was like us celebrating Duran Duran in that moment. Did you guys think those about are the artists he lived his life? Yeah, right, yeah. right, yeah. exactly. It's yeah, it's it's, it's like, we all. I mean, we all have that list. Of course, like we all like and just Eminem. Just he actually just literally listed everybody, but every one of us could write a list as well mm -hmm. that include more than just Duran Duran. So to your point, I, I felt that that was re relatable too. And much respect to him. His performance was fantastic. Was awesome. uh, everybody's everybody's yeah. performance was fantastic. Everybody sounded great live. The house band that was performing all the different genre, genres of music with all of the, you know, all of the artists that didn't have a full on band. I thought everybody was fantastic. Um, Do you have a favorite part? I mean, Duran Duran besides the whole thing. Do you have a favorite part of the whole I don't know. I just thought everybody was great. Yeah. I really did. And it's so funny because someone commented on my uh, Facebook page about how I'm glad you I'm so glad you were there to see, you know, jokingly like uh, that you were that you had a uh, that you got to see your favorite band Judas Priest. And I was like, I actually really enjoyed them. And I went on to talk about how I really enjoyed, you know, we had that perspective where we got to see everybody in the front row. And I will tell you guys, Rob Halford was such a joy to watch. He was smiling and bopping and just, he looked just so happy to be there. And you could just feel it. And when he was performing and his voice sounded um, great. And before he went on, he was interacting with the Judas Priest fans and in, in on um, you know that were in the audience with us. I mean, he just and oh my gosh, guys! <laughs> during the Judas Priest uh, set, Simon was on his chair at one point, and he was literally pointing to Rob, and Rob pointed back to him, singing <laughs> "Breaking so the Law," happy. and Yasmin was so next good. to him singing along as well. So we got a unique perspective. Um, so when I say that I really pretty much enjoyed everybody that performed, I really truly mean that. And, um, you know, to Nick's point, uh, when he was talking about, you know, being in a room full of artists, and I know other people alluded to that as well, everybody looked genuinely happy to be there. And you just felt you were in a room full of greatness. And a lot of people that we grew up with, I mean, what an amazing class. We've said this before, but what an amazing class and what amazing opportunity that we had to be in the room with such talent and people that, you know, that when we, we weren't old enough to go to shows and didn't have money to go to shows, these are all the people that we were watching on MTV. Every single one of them, we were watching these people. Who was it that said they went to dinner, all, all of the artists? Annie, and it was Annie, so yeah. warm. Yeah. Everybody was so friendly. Um, Jimmy Jam tell. said the same thing. Um, mm -hmm. Jimmy Jam said the same thing. We had the opportunity, Suzanne and I, to um, watch him um, interview live with the Sirius XM crew. And Jimmy Jam said the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. He said that. Mr. Jam. Mr. Jam said that he shut the place down with uh, Lionel Richie and, and, and Dave Grohl. <laughs> and, <Dave Roll. laughs> um, and so, isn't it always great that when you hear that your favorite artists love your other favorite artists? Like, yeah. that just makes you all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> it's just exactly what that experience was. Can you imagine? Like, can you just think about this for a second? Can you imagine the table with Rob Halford and Pat Benatar and Annie Lennox and Dolly Parton and Dave Grohl and Lionel Richie and Simon <laughs> sitting around the table? Like, if you're, like, at the next table right. looking at this table, like, like, would you like, have, wait like, a, a minute? <laughs> you would just have, like, a permagran on your face. I'm thinking you about know? being the wait staff. Yes. <laughs> 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 like you would be freaking the f out, you know, and that's kind of how you know we put all of the Andy news aside for a couple of hours, and that's kind of what it felt like to be in a room and just like watching it play back. I still got that love and admiration for each of the artists and the joy that people were having. I mean, like everybody's, you know, singing all night long together yeah. and everybody yeah. with their arms the in the air room. for the, yeah, the whole, whole entire, entire room, room went crazy for all night long. Yeah. Um, everybody waving their hands back and forth during Eminem set. Shoots. Yasmin and Simon like, were like, woo! The yeah. whole night. Oh my God. Night. Yasmin Laban. She's a dancer. Lost her mind during <laughs> 9 to 5. I'm telling yes. you right now. <laughs> 
she loved we, her some Dolly Parton. Yes. Guys, we were was all like, very lucky. In my opinion, we transcended to a different level <laughs> did. of fellowship of love. It was absolutely 100%. amazing. I think that was education. For me, it was music education yeah. 101. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to pick out a favorite moment because mm-hmm. it was just all was amazing, incredible. Just boom, 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 one after another. I I mentioned earlier Pat Benatar and Judas Priest. Those were the two that that were going to be other highlights for me. Yeah. In addition to looking forward to seeing everybody else, but Pat Benatar was my first concert, and my brother took me to see her when I was I don't know eleven or something like that, ten years old. And it was Pat Benatar, Olivia Newton-John, and then Pat Benatar again. Wow. Those were my first three shows. And then I probably Rick Springfield after that and then Duran. I, I don't remember. But anyway, and I was texting my brother during the show, during her set, and just in tears, thanking him. And I'm going to get choked up again. <laughs> but just saying, man, thank you for, for taking me to the show, to my first concert. Taking, Thank you just for taking me to... He took me to Duran Duran the first time. He took me to all kinds of shows. And I just said, just thank you for that because I loved her so much. I wanted to be her. I was so into her. And he responded, he's like, oh. You're welcome, and I just wanted you to for you to enjoy what I was enjoying too, because he was a fan, and he was in the metal too, and he used to. I may have mentioned this in an earlier show, but he used to quiz me on artists. He would like play a sample of a song and go, "Okay, what is that? Uh, Judas Priest? You got another thing coming? Yes, that's right. Okay, what's this one? I made you yes. Be able to um, so. so, uh, uh, K.K. Downing yes. and another Judas Priest member uh, before the show that day we were walking around the Microsoft Theater and the J.W. Marriott was right there in the area. They came out and were signing um, uh, memorabilia and guitars and all of that for the Judas Priest fans. They were so generous. So Dee uh, got to go and take a picture. I think it was uh, with, KK. with K.K. Yeah, yeah. And so immediately was texting it to her brother. And that's just, a, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. Just like moments, you know, just a very full circle um so just the whole experience um in the area that we were in it just felt full of life the irony of that but it just like there was just a buzz and an excitement and um even when we were about to leave for the airport um on sunday evening um someone had her duran duran shirt and she was like yeah you know and and, you know while we're waiting for our uber and we just saw a lot of you know a lot of duran fan representation and just chatting with people even if you were just walking by on the street we were so excited to be there and again, you know, it just comes down to, yes, the music between us, um, but this community that that we built. And, um, you know, I, I hate that I didn't get to see as, as many people as I would have liked to, to give a hug to. But a shout out to everybody that I did get to see. We know who you are. The togetherness of the whole couple of days was 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 amazing as well too yeah. and then the show itself um to be in the room with so much talent and so many people that you that you love and admire and that you grew up with was, was amazing hey y'all duran duran's in the rock hall yeah <laughs> rock and roll hall of Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a while. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast player, and you could even ask Alexa to play us with the TuneIn app. Also follow us on Instagram and our brand new Twitter page. See you again real soon.